welcome to another episode of Clear and Oblivious, an NFL podcast. It is a solo one today because we have a lot of NFL to get through with the playoff season uh, and things like that. And I didn't really have time to book a guest because I was too busy focusing on booking and perfecting a goddamn roast battle last night. Uh, the roast battle Edinburgh, are, it's only been the third one. Uh, and last night it was sold out. So I'm quite buzzing about that. It was very very fucking funny night uh anybody in edinburgh you gotta go to it uh not just because i run it that's not what i'm saying here it is just so much fun uh i thought this week's was very very funny uh i came up against kai humphreys and jesus christ uh it was it's exactly what a roast battle should have been it was very brutal like a few of them i was like oh uh but because it was Kai, we could go all guns blazing and some of the fucking stuff and it was just was very very funny <clears throat> might you'll see over the next couple of next month or so i'll either be releasing it or releasing some of the clips and stuff like that from it so uh regardless it will be absolutely brilliant uh so i'm absolutely buzzing with that it was a very very hard day it was very very hard to stay sober from it you know I'm still doing the whole dry January shit, and it was very, very hard to stay sober in it. Uh, but we got there, and we got it done. Um, but uh, first of all, before we get into all of the NFL stuff and whatever else I'm going to talk about today, uh, let's go and look at the news headlines. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and veteran quarterback Tom Brady have been eliminated from the NFL playoffs. When asked what Tom was going to next, he replied that he was going to take his child on a lovely romantic meal and maybe a holiday out in Carfu. No offensive line in football could stop him getting near that kid's arsehole at this stage. And certainly not Tampa Bay's. The Buffalo Bills fumbled their way towards a narrow victory against the Tua Togaviolilis Miami Dolphins. The game was so tense and nervy that people had to constantly check in in Damar Hamlin in case you know what. NFL kickers tend to have the same lifespan as an Uber driver on the Gaza Strip. If the trade deadline hadn't passed, the Dallas Cowboys surely would have been looking at Kareem Hunt as a potential accurate kicker to replace Brett Maher. That's all for this week's Clear and Oblivious News. Hello guys, why not join our Patreon where you'll get access to the Discord channel where there's a lovely community of people who watch the games together, share memes, even do competitions such as Fantasy Football and Last Man Standing. You'll also get uh, early access to the new episodes and a bonus episode on the Patreon every single week. Become part of the community. We'll see you there. Well, let's talk some fucking NFL ball. It is the playoff season after all. Um, uh, I all my all my playoff season right now as a Steelers fan is like constantly refreshing, like uh, Matt Canada on Twitter just to see if he's sacked or not. Like I know that it's not really it's it's very uncouth as they would say, uh, as the rich English people would say. I don't know why I've pinned that on like Tories, but uh, <laughs> I've been good with fucking grammar essentially. Uh, having a very strong vocabulary. Say what you want about the Tories. They've got strong vocabulary. Um, Apart from sorry. They don't use that fucking word very often. What the fuck am I talking about? I love to, like, refresh for Matt Canada on Twitter because all I am hoping for is to see the news that he is sacked. And I know what I was saying there about being uncouth. It's it's not, like, a nice thing to be. Like, I hope this cunt loses his job. But I want him cancelled. 
I will do anything in my power to get Matt Canada cancelled. I'm going to end up like, I don't know, I'm going to frame him for something. <laughs> Imagine, like, if I'm going to frame him for something, I'm probably the worst. Step one, don't talk about your framing on a, a public podcast. Might be the, the best start about things. Yeah, but anyway, I'm starting to look for like Matt Canada and stuff like that. Really hoping that Matt Canada, uh, we move on from him. I hope he gets a job somewhere else, blah, 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 whatever. I don't actually care. Uh, just long as it's not football. <laughs> but I, I've been going through like the Steelers Instagram, and I put this in the Discord. Every single post the Steelers do, no matter what it's about. So they'd be good, like the Steelers would be putting up posts on Instagram, like, "Okay, guys, check out. We got new pads, uh, you know, and they're sponsored by fucking whatever energy drink." And I'd be like, "Cool." And then you just look at, oh, twenty thousand comments, and you click it, and all the comments are just the exact same as me going, "Please." announce that i don't care about anything until you sack my canada as soon as you sack my canada we can go and like sack yes it is sack what the fuck i just went i had a brain fart my head my head is melted after last night and i will i do you i'm gonna blame non-alcoholic beers they scramble you uh but i hope they sack my canada uh and then then no matter what post you put up we'll be like happy about it you know you'll be sitting there going like oh george pickens you know, there's quite a difference when Matt Canada's there because they'll, they'll put up something like George Pickens, you know, or our offensive rookie of the year with this many yards. But, like, when, when Matt Canada is still, like, the OC, all you can think about it goes, can you imagine how much that fucking cunt would have got if it wasn't him as offensive coordinator, you know? But if they sack Manish Canada and they put up that exact same post, everybody's going to be looking at it going like, oh, my God, can't wait for next year. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's just... It's real, it's real fucking annoying. We're in that kind of... I, I did read one thing because I was wondering about why it's so slow because a lot of teams have already, you know, moved on from their people. Cliff Kingsbury and stuff's gone from the Cardinals. Uh, they're fannying about about who the hell they're going to hire as GM or head coach or offensive coordinator and things like that. Uh, and what I'm, I've noticed is that uh, I was Googling about, about the Steelers and apparently it's just that Mike Tomlin's off on some sort of personal matter for two weeks. So... All I'm saying is I still have hope, you know. I still have hope that Matt Canada gets blasted off into fucking blow him out the airlock, blow him clean out the airlock. He'd probably only get two yards outside the fucking thing anyway. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Anyway, uh, so we're still looking very much forward to that. Uh, Brian Flores is in and talks apparently with the arizona cardinals uh job and a few others i think like frank reich and someone else uh and things like that uh so it's going to be very interesting what's happening uh with all the off-season acquisitions and all of that uh we the playoffs of well and truly uh the wild card the super wild card i heard tony romo talking about this and that like uh, they've moved on last year it was the wild card round and now it's the super wild card round which i thought sounds way stupider but apparently americans and american commentators were like oh man this is so much cooler than just wild card you got to put an extra adjective in there and i'm like jesus christ what is this be i'm not even i haven't actually been watching nfl long enough to say this but what is what has this game become what has this fucking game become because uh you know it's not great. Uh, we had a couple of uh, great, absolutely great results. I remember a couple of weeks ago with Gareth on this podcast, we were like trying to guess who we think would go far in the playoffs. Um, I thought that the Dallas Cowboys might have been a good shout to go far. I'm always waiting for the Dallas Cowboys, much like any time, any year you back them, even when they look good. I was just thinking that they might start hitting 
good and fully fit just at the right time, but it's still the Dallas Cowboys. They are capable of fucking anything up at any possible time. And that was quite clear that Brad Maher forgot to put, put his shoes on their own fucking feet and wore jeans to the fucking playoffs because he spaffed, what, three, four um, PATs? You could see like people like, slowly starting to panic about it. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, it was a good win. Like, Dallas Cowboys came across, what, 31-14? They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Mike McCarthy said that, you know, the Dallas defense was right on Tom Brady as soon as he got off the bus. Uh, and I thought that was quite funny because all I could imagine was, you know, you know, the way you always watch like people, especially in like you always see it in the Champions League. They were always like, instead of watching the fucking match, it tends to be something like you're in the middle of watching a Champions League match and then uh, the five o'clock games and then they put like a, a video, they half screen the Champions League game and then you see a, a, a fucking bus pulling up and they're like oh man united have arrived at old trafford and you see not one person coming off the bus talking to each other they always have like uh beats you know fucking fancy earphones in uh trying to look like they're in the zone you know nobody talking to each other i always find that very fucking weird i always find that bizarre i know you're walking off a bus and people are taking photos and stuff like that but just nobody talking to each other single file like 10 yards apart like they're on the fucking red carpet going in, you know what I mean? Uh, but I, but Mike McCarthy saying the Dallas defense was like on them as soon as they got out of the bus just made me think of Tom Brady like taking the first step off the bus, you know, earphones in, uh, gripping a picture of Giselle, tear stained picture of Giselle, and then fucking Micah Parsons putting them clean through the wing mirror. <laughs> oh god, we disabled ramp coming out over his lifeless body. Um, but yeah, so Tom Brady is out. Uh, I, I actually missed that game. I actually set my alarm for like 1.20 a.m. I was going to get up. I was going to watch it because in my head I was like, this is possibly Tom Brady's last game and I'd like to see him go out, you know. And uh, I fucking slept in. I woke up at like 4 o'clock. I'm yawning already, even thinking about it. I woke up at 4 a.m. Uh, with my alarm off. So I had And I had these all fucked up dreams about like... Uh, I'll not even tell you about them, but they were messed up. I had some messed up nightmares, uh, but I must have been awake for it because I turned off all the alarms I'd set, uh, and I was quite raging about that. But um, yeah, Dallas Cowboys so far have met it through. Uh, Tom Brady, at the end of it, they asked him, you know, like, Tom, what do you think? Is this the end, or are you going to come back next year, or what's the deal? And Tom Brady said, right now it just feels like the end of the season. And I was like, I know shit, Tom. Tell us something we don't fucking know, cunt. Oh my God! Some people, I, I, you know, sometimes people really piss me off at like press conferences. And Tom Brady's another one. Like, I know there's not much he can say. He's like, oh, I have no comment at the moment. It would be way better than it feels like the end of the season. Oh, it feels like it. You know what it is? Because it is the end of the season. Because you're not fucking playing a game, Tom. This season, pretty fucking easy stuff. It's like when people ask Jurgen Klopp, "Hey, Jurgen, how come you? Why did you lose three 0 to Brighton?" And he go, why you keep asking me this question? Oh, because you're the manager of the football team and you've just lost 3-0 to fucking Brighton. Answer the question, dickhead. Uh, uh, all right, I'm getting heated now. I'm getting heated now. I think actually uh, uh, Gareth Waugh had a brilliant, uh, and speaking of club, Gareth Waugh had a, an absolute brilliant tweet about it saying about uh, we can't f financially compete with Brighton. Uh, and that's quite clear to see. And I thought that was very, very funny. And speaking of like, you know, and we were chatting with Tom Brady there, but speaking of like old veteran quarterbacks who may or may not be losing their fucking minds, Aaron Rodgers uh, came out and said that he would possibly win the MVP again if the right situation came about. Uh, and I believe that what he means by the right situation is that 
all the vaccines actually like manifest into some people having kind of like abilities to travel back in time maybe then he'd have a fucking chance of winning mvp because he should probably shut his mouth about most things right now um he's still a top quarterback no doubt about it but i just don't understand why you would say that is he doing this off-season shit now where everybody where packers fans have to keep like making excuses you know not 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 against packers fans like i'd be doing the same if fucking any of our quarterbacks did it but you know like every season they'd be like oh you know what it wasn't me it was this person oh it wasn't that you know i'm glad christian watson came about because now he has a very little excuse that man burst straight on the scene he's got enough receivers he's got two fucking dynamic running backs and a decent and all right oh well i mean it's an even it's an even fight here bloom wise you know what i mean probably play calls defensive play calls is probably where the packers fell short obviously uh, i feel like a lot of people my brother's a packers fan is always giving out about and i believe his name is joe berry he's much along the lines of the matt canada of the green bay of the cheeseheads joe berry joe berry is the matt canada of the cheeseheads that's the name of this episode uh, but that's it. I don't know why I'm talking about the Packers. They didn't actually make it. Let's go a little quick rundown of all the other games. We had uh, they had the Bengals and our, our Steelers beautiful division here. We had the Bengals versus the Ravens. That one went away a lot, lot closer than I thought. I mean, like, you, you think, basically, when I get into playoff situations uh, and anytime I'm betting on who's going to win, I tend to just immediately bet on the better quarterback. That's that. I think it really always comes like way more prominent uh, during like um, basically during like obviously the exception probably the 49ers. They, it tends to be just during the playoffs. That if you were to ask me who was betting, I was like, right, Bengals should blow away the Ravens. They seem to have gotten it together, especially from the start of the year. I was very wrong about the Bengals because I was like, I expected them to be like a one hit wonder. I don't think they're that great. I don't think they'll go very far, to be brutally honest, in these playoffs. But uh, I thought they were going to blow away the Ravens just because the Ravens keep giving up big plays and uh, they don't have their they don't have an offense because their offense is fine at the best of times, but it is built around one man, and that one man is now injured slash uh looking for a deal that he's probably not going to get so it's going to be interesting times if you're a ravens fan uh i thought they played well though they managed to hold that they lost by only a touchdown to the bengals and to be honest i had that at least minus 14 or 17 uh just by the way things are but uh they fought well so bengals go through um i think one of the more impressive people in the nfl this season as we'll move on to like the vikings and giants it's very funny that the vikings are out like nobody even though they had like what i don't know even know what the record was it was something like what 13 and 14 and 3 or something like that they ended up the season in the regular season in, and you still just had no faith in them going far you know it's one of those things and i think somebody even brought it up in our discord and i actually always used to think the same it's much like halland with man city as jefferson was a thing as much as you can rack up two thousand yards i think the fact that you know you can let jefferson run off and even get a touchdown and 100 yards or 150 yards and you can also shut them down in many ways uh, and i think that's what the giants were just like yeah go ahead go for it but everything else you need more than just one player regardless of how good it is you need one more player and especially not a wide receiver to win a game uh, and i feel like i feel like I'm very happy, and I feel like almost supporting the Giants at this stage, just because I love Brian Dable. Uh, I think you could tell immediately, because he walked into that straight team. He walked straight into that team at the start of this year, and you could tell in the first like four or five games how much more up for it they were. 
You know, like the, the team is right up for it. Daniel Jones had Daniel Jones. I don't really rate Daniel Jones. I don't think he is much to shout about. I think he's in the lower end of starting quarterbacks, if I'm personally honest. Uh, but I, I thought that he was brilliant. He obviously had the game of his career, and it was great to see. But I just and they don't have receivers. Like they don't, they really have no receivers. Like Kenny Galladay's on a seventy-five million pound contract, and he played what? He made something like twelve catches the whole season, or something ridiculous. So it's going to be, it's very, very funny, or eighty yards, I think, or something like that. Um, he just has them fired up. It's great to watch. Uh, and they came across and beat the Vikings 31-24. So it's great to see. Uh, I probably one step too far the next games for the Giants, but uh, oh, all the same great fun to watch uh we had then the bills against the dolphins the the bills are doing that thing like they're back to not last year when they were absolutely brilliant and there's they are still i believe favorites in the bookies to win the whole thing and it is because of like josh allen they have enough weapons and they have enough play calls and they have the manager to to beat anyone like they are probably still bar maybe the chiefs the one now would least likely to come against but people are putting up points against them and they're doing mad stupid stuff and josh allen's doing that thing where he's getting real reckless where he's like treating the ball like a fucking greased watermelon quite a lot you know and uh the fucking dolphins nearly did them a tua toga violas i can't i tried that in the fucking joke i can't say it a tua toga violas dolphins nearly did them put up 31 points you know i know that that i know they have massive wide receivers and they have waddle and they have weapons all over the fucking place but still quite impressive and the bills go free but i can see a lot of people a lot of bills fans losing a little bit of confidence in possibly winning the whole thing even though they are still favorites that definitely took a little bit of a beating uh this week uh i wonder if this year i would wonder if this year is the bye week going to play like a major plan like a major part in it all you know like is the bye week going to is the bye week going to play into things? Like, you know, like, will the Eagles and the Chiefs be fresher? Because remember, like, there's always that conversation where is people, where are the teams going to be more fresh? Are they going to be up for it? And then a lot of teams are just like, no, no, we prefer to keep yourself going. Like, sometimes, like, the bye week completely fucks teams. And I have this awful sneaky feeling that it might fuck the Eagles because the Eagles just seem to be on a roll. And I reckon they were more itching to go, even if it was only, like, a half team. I wonder, I just wonder... Uh, I might make some predictions in a little bit. We'll get through these last two games, first of all. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the fucking Jaguars. I, I I fucking thought... Now, I did think the Seahawks were going to beat the 49ers as well in this prediction thing, but I knew the Jags would have the Chargers. The Chargers, just no harm to them, just seemed to be like a little bit off. They've lost a lot of people. Mike Williams, as usual. Fucking Matt, the cunts... Again, he's, a, he's in that CMC bracket, Saquon Barkley bracket, where the guy, you know, the man is 90% paper mache half the time with all the casts on his. <laughs> I know it's not paper mache. I don't think they even do that shit anymore. You know, like the big casts. Do they do that anymore? I've never broken a bone properly, like a big one. Do you know, like uh, you see in old time films or like you have to get out of the cast and have to get like a fucking hacksaw to go through it. I don't think they do that anymore. I think I think things have went moved on from there. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I was very much hoping that the Jags would overcome them. I enjoy watching the Jags. I enjoy watching Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, some of you people know I'm, for no reason whatsoever, a big Christian Kirk fan. Uh, they have Travis Etienne. They just have a lot of weapons. I think it's very fun. They've even got Evan Ingram playing football again. Something the Giants tried to do for fucking years. Like, when is this cunt going to kick on? Uh, and eventually he has. And that was a great game. 31-30, Jags go through. And we had the 49ers. Well... 
Uh, 49ers, Seahawks can't be that angry. I think they've had a fantastic season. They had a lot of young stars, Tariq Woolen, come in. They got blown out by the 49ers here. Just such a good team defensively. Uh, and obviously, they've had the jackpot at the moment. It may come back and bite them with Brock Purdy, but, you know, like he might shaft it in one of these playoff games where the occasion gets to him. And that's absolutely fine. Uh, but the Seahawks should be happy. A lot of young things. That Russell Wilson trade is possibly one of the best trades I've ever fucking hit. like right now looking at it it's unbelievable they even have like the fifth pick the fifth pick in the draft of next year litters of picks they they are looking very very well uh so I feel like a uh, good time to be a Seahawks fan or at least a very promising time whether it be uh, with Gino or not probably will be with Gino he's definitely played well enough to uh, you know go on the next season uh, I'm going to go for a little advert break after this, uh, but the next games, uh, are, the next games we have are going to be very good. Uh, we're onto the. Uh, I can't. I, I still have this penchant. I still want to call them like, oh, we're into the quarterfinals now, uh, which I know the American listeners are going to be just like, that's not what this is. You know, can you just? It, that's not what it is. We're just. We're in the playoffs. All right. Uh, we're in the fucking quarterfinals. That's what's happening right now. Okay. There's eight teams left. Suck my dick. Uh, these I'm very happy about this now because all the teams are well matched. The matchups are are great from here on. And the the, the lopsided one is probably the first game, which is the Chiefs and Jags. You, you presume that the this is the last step for the Jaguars, and the Chiefs will go. Well, oh God, sorry, we'll go through. But uh, all all in all, it's still fucking great to see. So the Chiefs are going to beat the Jaguars. Uh, more likely, I would say, uh, that's on on Saturday night for the UK time at a half nine. I'm loving the times in this because uh, the same night we have uh, at quarter past one regular time, it's Eagles-Giants. I feel like that might be a little bit closer. Uh, if the Giants catch them, you know, as I was saying about the bye week and not being ready, maybe if the, the Giants race off to like a 14-point lead, that game could go really, really go like really, really close uh, and it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Bills Bengals I mean offense galore that is at 8 o'clock UK UK time on the Sunday uh, I mean that's going to be fucking fun I mean that's two teams that I don't really trust defensively doing a lot and then I've got two offenses that are capable of six touchdowns and three interceptions per game you know well capable of it so that should be a high score and you feel like that should be a massive shootout uh, in the best possible way I think the like the Bengals if the Bills play like they have in the last two weeks the Bengals have them, in my opinion. But more than likely, the Bills will probably slight favorites on that one. 49ers Cowboys, uh, I think that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good game. They're all they're all fucking very good matchups. They're all quite even matchups. Uh, I don't know who the favorites are gonna be in that. I presume the 49ers are probably, you know, but I, again I always have to go for the who I think is the better quarterback. Uh, and I probably say that yeah, Dak's probably got Brock Purdy. I maybe mean, I'll be so impressed if Brock Purdy gets another game in like he has because uh, like he he broke the 49ers record like Joe Montana's and everything in his first ever playoff game. Unbelievable work, uh, and it's great to see. That's all for this week's uh, clearing oblivious NFL. We're going to have a guest on next week. We'll be a little bit more uh, more along the fun side of things. Uh, check out the the Stramash podcast. I'm pretty sure they still have that Dante Hall uh, event going on. So make sure you go to that because I probably will be. Anyway, it's going to be fucking brilliant uh, i'm going to leave you with uh, one of our stupid adverts and i'll see you all on the patreon and next week for the next episode have a good one are the rising fuel prices making your life a living hell 
can't afford the electricity bill. Not sure where the petrol's going to come from. Well, we've got the solution just for you. We here at livingwiththeelderly.com have come up with a brilliant solution where you live with old people who are unaware that you're even in the house. We have compiled a list of all the elderly who have either died during the cold months or maybe have possibly lost their minds. You can just move into their house. They won't even know that you're in their kitchen. Sleep in their bed, watch television, bring your whole family in. Nobody will disturb you. And then you can leave them with the bill. Livingwiththeelderly.com Putting you before the elderly.